You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Today on AGW, we are joined by Kira Baker. Originally from Michigan, Kira now lives in New York City, where she works for Poppin, a fun commercial furniture company with previous roles in the fashion and beauty industries. Growing up, Kira had an extremely active imagination as she reenacted movies with her friends and found so much joy in dolls, from American Girl to Barbie. Kira had Josefina and Kirsten, and growing up in a Scandinavian family, found that she had some common threads with our favorite Minnesota gal including their families both celebrating St. Lucia Day, candle wreaths and all. Now let's jump into conversation and hear all about how Kira interacted with American Girl, including her collection, her love for the books, and even attending an AG event at a historic village. Kira, we are so excited to chat with you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Linz and Laura. I'm so excited and thrilled to be here and cannot wait to talk to you about my love for all things American Girl. Well, we cannot wait to jump into it with you. All right, Kira, before we get into all things American Girl, what were you like growing up? Oh my gosh, Lynn. So first and foremost, something to know about me was I was homeschooled growing up from preschool until high school. And I think that's what led me to being such a creative kid. Like I know a lot of folks say that, but I was on my own for the most part growing up. And with that, I would always create like these magical worlds. Like I loved creating different stories for myself, whether it was with creating romantic dalliances for my Barbies with Ken, of course, always in the mix. And then also just, you know, creating, we had woods in our backyard and it was like a creek running through. So I would make like these forts and these fairy worlds. And I don't know, I just feel like I was always cooking up some kind of kooky and crazy stories story to play out for me and all my friends that were (laughs) non-human. I really identified with that. I feel like I was always with my friends in the woods trying to create some like secret world. The type of little girls that were into American Girl were extremely creative when it comes to like imaginary play I feel like because they kind of like set the foundation with dolls for them to have like a loose backstory whether it's American Girl or Barbie or whatever but I feel like everybody we've talked to has been like I was getting crazy with my dolls and their, and their stories. So <laughs> I, I love that. I feel like it's a very common thing for people who were into American Girl to have like very active imaginations. I think that's so correct, Laura. And I don't know about you both, but it's like, you know, read the books, but like I used to create like these you know, extended stories based on the books. I don't know if you remember, but like Felicity, she had like the barn hand, like friend who is the boy. And I like created this whole romantic, like, I don't know. Apparently I was really big into romance, but what, what yeah. girl was it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
what was his name? I forget, but we just was it Ben? Yeah, Ben. Yes, definitely Ben. Oh my god! Wait, I think it's worth touching on that, uh, Lindsay. You had Felicity and are now married to someone named Ben. Oh my god! I see a connection there. The signs are all clear. Yeah, (laughs) American Girl fantasy coming to life. Yeah, I think you manifested. You manifested that for for Lindsay, but I feel like that makes sense. Like you kind of take like the bones that they give you in the stories, and you're gonna make do your own thing. You know, make it your own. Hell yeah! That I feel like you're taking like the art of fanfic like out into the real world by (laughs) reenacting it yourself. That's really okay. Heard here first. We're gonna write some AG fan fiction. <laughs> I bet it exists. All right. Oh, it has to. It has to. <laughs> this is the new assignment after this this drops. We're gonna try to find some AG fanfic out there and post it to the Instagram. Let's I, I love it. I really don't feel like you'd have to look far. If there's one thing I learned from like having friends in college that were super into Tumblr is that there's fanfic for just about anything that you could possibly imagine. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was already a Felicity Ben fanfic living somewhere. All right. We need to find it and have a live reading of that. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, Kara, you're coming on an Instagram live once this (laughs) done and done. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about this a little bit later on, but as we're chatting through your experience being homeschooled, were you meeting other kids that were also into American Girl and how are you kind of finding people with similar interests to you? My gosh, great question, Lynn. So I actually met one of my best friends and still very close to this day through American Girls. So when I was homeschooling, I was a part of a homeschool group and there was like a soccer league. So we would all meet once a week. And I remember seeing this girl, like I was going to say little girl, but we were all little at that time. And she had like braids and pigtails and she carried this basket with Felicity in it. And she had like all of her cherished items in this basket. And I just, I was obsessed. I was like, who is this girl? She's dressed in her like soccer garb and like is carrying this basket with Felicity all around the soccer field. I was like, I have to know who she is. Long story short, we became best friends and were just, you know, did all things American girls. That's really adorable. And girl after my own heart, bringing her treasured <laughs> items along with her everywhere. Right? Even to <laughs> soccer. Yes. That's so cute. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that so much. Kira, was that like your first entry into the world of American Girl or were you kind of aware of the American Girl universe prior to that? Like you had maybe seen the catalog or seen other kids playing with American Girl dolls or was this like your new BFF and also your first entry point into AG? Oh, ladies, I started from a very young age. So I actually had Biddy Baby. And then before that, so I have an older sister who's six years older than me and she had Samantha. So it was kind of from like 
a very early age, like my mom indoctrinated us like to the, <laughs> the AG cult. And so my sister had Samantha and then I started out with Biddy baby. And then from there moved on to Kirsten was my very first doll. And so when I met my friend, I already knew very well about the AG world and had Kirsten. So I was just like kindred spirits. Right. You were like, I recognize a a kindred spirit right away when you saw that felicity. (laughs) Yeah. Like we must, we have to be friends. (laughs) Having an older sister with Samantha, what a queen move. Like, can you get more older sister aspirational than that? Right. And it's so fitting for my sister. Like she is Samantha. Cause I think we always talk about how, like, you know, we kind of are who our American girl doll is. And my sister is Samantha to a T she is queen B. I love that. Do you know how old she was when she got Samantha? Ooh, I want to say, I feel like she was a bit older. She was 10, but as I'm sure you guys understand, it's like, things always come faster when you're the younger sibling. Cause I saw mm-hmm. what she had and I was like, well, I want that. Mm-hmm. But I think she was 10 when she got Samantha. Ah, that seems kind of old, maybe like seven. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to ask for it another time. It's yeah. funny though, because when you think about the grand scheme of your life as a kid, the years feel so long, but the window of American Girl is actually painfully short. Like, I feel like the window is probably from like four to 11 that is peak time of being interested in American Girl. Because then once you get to 11 and you go to middle middle school age, like I feel like the internet was way more of a thing for our generation. So like, you're not really playing with dolls anymore, but like, there's not a ton of time when you think about the like whole span of like your childhood to really get into it. So true. That's, That's so right. Unless you're like me and I'm like 13 and playing with dolls still. Cause again, homeschooler. (laughs) (laughs) No, if anything, that's honestly a gift because I remember like it being almost like a painful transition away from American girl when you're like, Oh, I'm like, you know, when you're still into something, but like, it's not cool anymore. Like got to rip off the bandaid. And I definitely still secretly played with my American girl dolls. I don't know about you, Linz, if you did. I feel like I had a pretty hard stop, but as we've been having conversations with our guests, it seems like some people still, you know, haven't gotten over AG, um, you know, might've dipped and waned in interest a little bit over the years, but there have been a couple of guests who have had like a complete resurgence with them. And as we see through the amazing American girl community on Instagram and Reddit, like American girl really doesn't commit to a certain age. Like we see people from all ages, loving AG, actively collecting dolls and outfits. And honestly, Laura and I are headed to the American girl cafe and (laughs) purchases might be made. I know I'm scared for my credit card when I go in there, (laughs) because now that I have adult money, it's like, 
I could really get whatever I want at this point. Whereas as a kid, it was like, oh, well, I have to wait to get it for like a holiday, but I'm scared for us in the American Girl store. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're going to do some damage. And that is like literally my one regret. Like I'm sitting here listening and I'm like, oh my God, that is like my one regret. I never got to go to the American Girl store. I mean, I could go now and I probably will, but growing up, I think the first one opened up in Chicago. Yes. And that was like my dream to go there. And I never got there. How far oh is Chicago gosh. from where you grew up in Michigan? Like a five hour drive. Okay. So pretty significant where yeah. you weren't necessarily going to go on the weekend. For sure. It wasn't <laughs> like a quick jaunt over there, but it was something I begged my mom that we could make a trip there. And uh, like I said, wasn't in the cards for me, but maybe <laughs> now it is. I don't know. That kind of sounds like the perfect homeschool field trip. <laughs> like it's, it's historical. It's almost like a museum to a certain extent. <laughs> no, Laura, I was off to like NASA space camp in Alabama <laughs> when I. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this is why I'm like very envious of Kara's childhood. I, I know, seriously, home, <laughs> homeschooling was one of those things that sounded like so fantastical when I was, when I was growing up, I can only imagine. <laughs> Love it. How are you and your sister interacting together with American Girl? Like, were you ever playing with your dolls together or was she past that point? I think that speaks to the fact that of our age difference, we, we didn't interact, unfortunately, much to my chagrin. I bugged her so much to play with me and it was just enough of an age difference where she was a bit past that when I started to really get into it. But I used to sneak into her room and play with her stuff because she had Samantha, all the dresses, like that wardrobe and then like oh the goodness. fancy bed and all of that good stuff. And the I bed. just, yes. Oh yes. The bed. Oh she had goodness. the bed. Oh my God. On this podcast, we live and die by that bed. It's, I mean, I would love an adult size version of that bed. Oh, that so bed is lost. a dream. It's it, so beautiful. I know the bed comes up a lot on the podcast and I feel like every time I'm like, <laughs> bed. Iconic. <laughs> oh, I like Felicity's bed too. Those drapes and that big Ooh. canopy, like that's an awesome bed. It's opulent for sure. If you want to hear more about bedroom furniture and our hot takes on everything in the catalog, we recorded an episode that aired previously. So check that out. We go into extreme detail about everyone's bedroom sets. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Felicity is bad though I do just want to say like it almost does something for me but I just wish that it had like a different color scheme that's my only my only qualm like if we could take like the pale pinks of Samantha's yeah. vibe and apply it to the canopy of Felicity's bed that would be like chef's kiss like amazing oh, yeah I mean <laughs> get a better color with that brocade I feel yeah. like it's a brocade material. Yeah, I think you're right. Here we go. <laughs> Did you have any of Kirsten's furniture? Yes. So I had almost all of her furniture Ooh. minus the trunk, which I really wanted. 
you know, who doesn't, what child doesn't want a trunk. And (laughs) so I had her bed, I had her beautiful birthday table. I I want that now, like adult size. Her furniture is beautiful. Her table for her birthday set, like so stunning. I feel like that also speaks to now I'm just making this connection speaks to my style now, like that simplistic, beautifully made, like Scandinavian design. Mm. Cause I always was very drawn. I mean, as a child, can I say this? I was drawn to her furniture and I always thought it was so beautiful, but yeah, I had almost all of that, all of her outfits. And then even for myself, I had some matching outfits with her. Oh my God. Well, I think we got to, can we get into that? Because I feel like that's a big deal and we need to attention. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. We talk a lot about this on the podcast that putting on the historic clothes, I would imagine, or just really any costume in general, just is so transformative and you become the character, right? Like wear the dress, you become Kirsten. So it seems like you had such a great imagination growing up and these outfits would only add to it. Um, tell us about the girl size historic clothing that you had and uh, all the details. I, I've personally never even seen one in person. So I, I know it's like a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, yeah. So what really stands out? Well, a few things. So I had Oh my goodness. Let me think. I had her snow outfit. So that beautiful, like sweater, Mm, the buttons, the silver buttons. I mean, dude, I'd wear that now. It's so gorgeous. Like the black and white knit. And then the skirt, it was like a heavy wool skirt with like the, I think it was red and green, like ribbons at the bottom. No snowshoes. I don't think they made the snowshoes, but I think Kirsten had the snowshoes. (laughs) She did. That would have been quite an investment. I (laughs) (laughs) I really wish I had those. Do you remember how old you were when you received these? Oh my goodness. Um, For some reason, like nine, 10 keeps coming up in my head. So I think somewhere around that age. Uh, What a dream. Yeah. And then I had her summer outfit, that kind of pale, like green mint and like cream striped dress. And that, that was, that was good. That's one of our um, most celebrated favorite looks on this podcast. Lindsay and I have poured over all of the doll summer outfits, but like that is one of the best ones and totally one that like could translate to today. Yeah, I love it. And then I don't think I had, because I don't think they made it the the St. Lucia outfit, but I had some similar gown because like we really got into that holiday as a family. Mm-hmm. So every December 13th, uh, you know, I dressed up with like a wreath of like something with candles stuck in the top, super safe, like talk about like nineties <laughs> parents and what they let their kids do back then. Right. Did they actually light them? Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Do you remember what the holiday is about? 
Yeah. <laughs> Do you, it's going to get a little dark here. Is that okay? Oh, we're, we're all good with that. Okay, <laughs> great. Even this better. A little bit of a downer. And I mind you, I'm going to like not remember every single detail, but basically it's like a holiday of light in the darkness. So it's, that's why like every young woman in the family dresses up to celebrate and wears like a wreath of candles Um, And it's always like dark or something. And so St. Lucia was a saint who was basically ended up being like a martyr or something. This is getting a little religious here, but, and she was like, I don't know, campaigning against like the pagans and something or other happened. And she got her eyes gouged out. She ended up dying. Yeah, she ended up dying. And so, but before that, she was like, listen, I'm going to provide light in this darkness and spread God's word. And then she wow. died. Oh, goodness. Wow. That is dark. It's but pretty dark, but I went to Catholic school growing up, so you can't phase me. Me too. <laughs> oh, God, me too. I went from homeschooling to all girls Catholic school. Yeah, it's like we've we've heard all those dark dark martyr stories oh, by yeah. the end of that it's all about the saints and the martyrs <laughs> absolutely but I had, I had no idea personally about that one that that was the the backstory behind Kirsten's look I mean that look is pretty iconic I think if you are familiar with American Girl like you know the Kirsten candle wreath outfit for sure Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's the dark backstory that I so eloquently pieced together for you all. (laughs) I love that. I wonder if they talk about that in the books because they definitely go there with certain subjects. So I wonder if that is discussed. I don't remember Lynn's. I know it was like mentioned that that was a holiday, but I don't remember if they got into it or not. Maybe right. like an abridged version. I feel like an eye gouging would definitely slip <laughs> my memory. Like I could remember Marta dying. I could remember like oh, God. a lot of shitty things that have happened in American Girl. Yeah. I don't remember an eye gouge moment. I feel like it's like how we grew up like as kids of like the 90s and whatnot. Like shit was like sad. Like the Disney movies we watched growing up, all the moms and animals were dying in it it's true I don't know I feel like it feels on brand to just like bring on death at a young age for all of us (laughs) totally I was was so into ghost stories growing up like that scary stories to tell in the dark book was my absolute favorite I loved watching are you afraid of the dark like any ghost story anytime anyone would bring something up at a sleepover that was like slightly related to a ghost I was into and that has definitely carried into today. I was gonna say this is yeah very this this makes a lot of sense considering your later interactions with the the paranormal. Seriously if we ever start a Patreon I will have an episode of all of the ghost stories that I've experienced. I was telling my husband about one that happened actually it happened like five minutes before we started recording an episode. Um Laura, it was the episode with Shannon. I jumped on the recording, but like five minutes before a door slammed and lights went out in my apartment that absolutely should not have. And I was telling my husband about this last night because I was like, oh, I was really rattled for that 
episode, like I don't even want to listen to it because I just experienced a ghost store and I have no idea what I said. And he was like, why does this only happen to you when I'm not home? Which agreed. I have no idea why. I was like, do you think there are ghosts in our apartment? He was like, no. And then I was like, do you think I'm lying about these ghosts? <laughs> and he's like, no, I don't think you're lying. He's like, I just don't understand why I'm never experiencing them. I mean, I've heard that like, if you are like not receptive or like you yes. have to be like open yeah. and I feel like he has made it clear that he's closed <laughs> And that's why he's never home when it happens. Right? <laughs> See, I believe, but I keep that door shut. I'm yeah, like, I'm keeping the door I shut. Back to you. I know you're there. Let's live harmoniously together. But just please don't make yourself known to me. <laughs> yeah, this is like, I, I don't know if we should keep this in the podcast, but it's related to childhood and ghosts. But like, I went through a period of being really afraid of ghosts when I was a kid. And I don't know why I must have seen like a couple things on TV that really freaked me out. But every night, so my parents like would make a, me shut the light off in my room and I would be so scared. So every night I would like, for some reason, like I felt like if I covered my eyes, I would like not have to like be exposed to any ghosts. And I would literally just be like, cover my eyes. And I'd be like, okay, um, ghosts, I respect you, but I don't want to see you. (laughs) Not today, ghost, not today. Like I was like, with all due respect, you can exist, but like, please do not bother yeah. me and I I want to say I did that from like the time I was probably like nine to 13 like I was definitely oh I still do it now <laughs> yeah I still to it to do it to this day because we have a cemetery at the end of our street and I'm mm-hmm. just like you stay over there I'll stay here let's call it a day oh my god yeah. well Saint, Saint Lucia bring the light to us um <laughs> Kira do you remember celebrating Saint Lucia day before you had Kirsten So that's the interesting thing. No. And I'm going to call out my mom here and say that she, she was not being a good, uh, Swedish gal. And (laughs) we, we started as a result of getting Kirsten and reading the stories. I love that. That's really special. But to this day, I do know within the family, there is a tradition that exists, of celebrating St. Lucia Day. And then even to this day, like every year we, now it's morphed into just a text between my mom and I wishing each other a happy (laughs) St. Lucia Day. Wow, Kira, I think next December you should recreate the wreath and send her a delightful picture. Oh my God, we're we're reenacting the whole thing. You both are invited. <laughs> yeah, yes. let's get out the long white dresses and the and the wreath candle hats and do it up. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> Kira, you mentioned that Bitty Baby was like your first ever entry into AG, but then you acquired Kirsten and Josefina as well later on. So tell us a little bit about how the circumstances under which you got Kirsten and Josefina. 
Oh yeah. So Christmas for both. Um, so I got Kirsten first. I feel like I keep changing my age, but I think I was like six or seven when I got Kirsten. And then I think I was around nine or 10 when I got Josefina, but yeah, I got Kirsten for Christmas. I can still picture it in my head because I knew it was happening, but I was so freaking excited and seeing the box, that beautiful, like, large box. I knew the size and I was just like, all right, guys, this is it. I finally got my first AG doll. And so I just remember it being so magical opening her and seeing her perfect hair, the braid rings and oh my gosh, her pretty little blue outfit. And then when I was nine or 10 ish, when I got Josefina, well, first off back up, I remember when she was like the latest addition to like the AG catalog, when she came out, I was like, okay, who's this girl? She's like cool ass kid on the block. She was a disruptor with those gold hoop earrings. Laura, that's it. I was going to (laughs) say like, she was like this cool girl. And I was just like, oh my gosh, those gold hoops. Cause I don't think I got my ears pierced yet. I had to be 10 to get my ears pierced. And that was like the only thing on my mind. I couldn't wait. So she had these beautiful little gold hoops. She had like these, um, Oh my gosh. It's like a, the shoe that she had on reminds me of like a modern day shoe. That's popular. It's like the Clark's shoe or something like that. Yes. And like it a suede was, boot. Yes. Of kind. Yeah. yeah. It was so awesome. And I don't know everything about her. I was just like, this doll is awesome. And yeah. so then I got her for Christmas as well. Knew it was coming, but was just so stoked to get her as well. And all of her beautiful furniture pieces and clothes. Oh yeah, I I love her. So did you have like as many accessories for Josefina as you had for Kirsten? Like, did you have any of her furniture, some of her little outfits? Yeah, so I don't think I had as many uh, furniture pieces from her. Because again, I was a little bit older. So I think it kind of petered off like for the amount of items that I got just because of my age but I had her bed and then I want to say I had her birthday table too Mm. that was really a beautifully crafted piece of furniture the birthday furniture if I remember correctly from the catalog it's like very detailed like I think it's like all wooden but yes so pretty it was, it was awesome. And I had, uh, quite a bit of her, uh, apparel as well, uh, for her, not for myself, unfortunately. <laughs> what were some of your favorite outfits? Oh gosh. I think it was the birthday outfit for Josefina and then That's also stunning. beautiful. And then also the birthday outfit for Kirsten, but I also really liked her winter outfit as well. Mm, I remember Again, back to that sweater and skirt combo. I remember the birthday outfit for Kirsten being like almost like similar, but like of a different era, obviously, to the one for Samantha, where it was like a pinafore sort of apron thing, right? With like a dress underneath. Oh, yeah. It's pretty interesting that they would make those two dresses so similar because they're both pink and white stripes, I believe, Mm -hmm. um, with the pinafore and... Did they both have flowers in their hair or am I, I think they did, but I think Kirsten's were more of like a natural flower and Samantha's mm-hmm. was more of like a fabric situation. Right. Like a little. Yeah. 
I was going to say, I think, yeah, Kirsten's was like daisies or something like that. It was like a mm-hmm. bushier, broader daisy wreath. And then it yeah. was like rosebuds for Samantha. Here, we have to talk about this. Did you ever take out your Kirsten's braids? Yes. Biggest mistake. <laughs> Her hair was not the same after that. It never, it never no. is. It no. never is. <laughs> like Josefina's hair was gorgeous. Like she had the braid. Hers is fine. Mm. But like Kirsten's was just a frizzy mess. Oh no. I can yeah. tell you that Josefina's hair was not fine when I took it out. But oh, no. I, mine but was. <laughs> I was I was a little younger. I think I was six when I got Josefina. And I of oh, that doll, the hair was at a point of no return. Like I remember, like I'm I don't know if you went through this with your Kirsten doll, but trying everything with my mom to get it back to normal. Like we would wet it, we yeah. would like brush it in like little sections, like just the ends, then just the mids, <laughs> and like just the roots, and oh. it never went back to normal. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, if you also look at the picture of Kirsten from the catalog of her birthday outfit like her hair is loose and it it is frizzy like yeah. girlfriend's hair is yeah. just wild and has its own unique look to it did you attempt to put it back into its braids yeah it it never was the same oh my god <laughs> I I feel like it'd be really funny to see a montage of people who have tried to put their Kirsten's hair back and just see like the disastrous results of that. Totally. I feel like there could just be a whole call to action for people to submit their photos of their doll's hair out of the original hairstyle for us because when when I was looking for pictures like of me and my dolls a few months ago the photos that I found of my dolls are rough like they don't even (laughs) they don't even look like American Girl dolls anymore and I feel like if if other people took out their dolls hair they must have had a similar like vibe to what I was oh the stories they could tell Kira, did you ever like feel tempted to send Kirsten to the American Girl doll hospital to get her hair fixed? (gasps) I didn't know that was a thing. Oh yeah. Secretly they don't actually fix the hair. They just put a new head on the doll, but no way. Yeah. I had no idea. Wait, is this like insider info that they switched the heads? I want to say that maybe this info was obtained by my mother because she called Pleasant Company to figure (laughs) out what she could do about my Josefina doll's hair. And they were like explaining to her as an adult, like what they actually do when you send your doll to the doll (laughs) hospital. Because I don't think that they like advertise like in the catalog that like they just, you know, go ahead and give your doll like a extreme lobotomy <laughs> and give her a whole God. new head. But I, I think that that's the way that they do it. I don't know if it's still the way that they would do it because they might have like, now they have like a whole doll salon, but at the time that was the best course of action you could take for doll hair mishaps. That was pleasant Rowland's way to just do lobotomies on all the dolls. <laughs> I wish that they had like 
before and afters because I would love to look at those (laughs) like before the new doll head and then after and then they they send back your doll and then they send you a picture after like princess diaries style or something like that the dolls like haggard and like you know classic before where they look all sad and then after she's just like I guess same same smile same happy look but looking a little snazzier a little snazzier exactly (laughs) Kira you also went to a historic village in Michigan that you were able to attend a Samantha event and it seems like there was a tea party there was a whole whole slew of events so why don't you tell us about this Guys, it was pure magic. So first off, let me tell you about this village. It's called Greenfield Village, was started by Henry Ford like a long time ago. And he basically preserved historic homes and created like a whole village. So it's all time periods spanning from like 1600s to like um, early 1900s. And it's so cool because you can go in the homes and they have people who are like, I guess it's kind of like Williamsburg, I think, like colonial Williamsburg. And they have people who are like dressed up accordingly and actually like work on the farm for like the home that has a farm and so on and so forth. Super rad. And so they had this event that was um, Samantha specific. So they created, you know, set everything up. So they chose the homes that were set in the early or her time period, the early 1900s. And we got to ride around in motorized cars that were like, again, from her time period, we got to have a tea in one of the homes in like that beautiful tea set, you know, like the tiered like dish thing with the like the little beautiful yes. cakes, like the tea cakes and things like that. Yes. We got to eat that and drink tea. And then we had all of our dolls with us and got to be with like just a whole slew of other gals with their dolls and do crafts that were of the time period. And then got to see like a little reenactment. Like they had people kind of dressed up as characters from Samantha. Oh my God, Kira, this sounds like the most epic American girl event that could have ever been in existence because I feel like I know we haven't heard about any that were like this no. level of like fidelity to history I, yeah honestly, it was all in so like, committed I feel like most of the events that we hear about have been like in like modern settings like maybe a gymnasium or a library but this you know we were talking earlier about putting on the costume and that kind of transforming yeah. you into the time period but i think that could only go so far potentially in your like modern home or wherever you might be but to be For in a sure. setting where it's historically accurate just i can't think of anything better like what a what a lucky child you are kira it was so legit and i feel just so special that i got to experience um, that that is incredible. Did you go with friends or who were you there with? Oh yeah. My buddy who had Felicity. (laughs) (laughs) That is so fun. I know. I'm so jealous. I would love to go to something like that today. Honestly. I know. Yeah. I mean, I still go to that, that same, cause it's like year round, you can go to that village. I still go today and have fond memories of that event. This makes me want to seek something out similar. 
I know. Like, or Lindsay, you could host it. Honestly. Oh, Lindsay, yes. And we'll call it AG Women's Summit. Uh, (laughs) you've got to add a summit to it that makes it sound super legit exactly everybody wear your adult version of american girl clothes so it's like only outfits from house home or love shack fancy i wear this dress i'm gonna see if i could find it in my instagram archive but I once rented a dress from Rent the Runway from Brock Collection that I literally looked like a colonial woman in. And I took a picture Love on it. my Instagram stories and posted it that I was Felicity. And I remember feeling very out of place at work. Um, I don't, do I, have I seen this dress? If you were to work, I probably yeah, have. You definitely have. I remember like or unless you weren't there that day. I feel like it was like a very noticeable kind of strange thing to wear. Like I felt like I was in a costume all day, but I What was, was the old. pattern? It was very Felicity-esque. Like okay. A toned, a toned down Felicity. I'll find it. Now I'm like, did I just like fail to notice Lindsay coming to work wearing like a colonial outfit with like a little bonnet? (laughs) Oh my God. Also, I had a bonnet growing up. Oh my God. Bonnet girls. Where was yours from? I don't remember. All I know is I, I one day had a bonnet and I thought it was just awesome. And I loved wearing this bonnet. So I really... That was another thing about American Girl Dolls. Like I wanted to live at a different time. Like I wanted to live not in the present time, but like either during Kirsten's time or even Felicity's time. Like I just had this romantic notion of living a long time ago and being like, I guess specifically Kirsten's time, like a pioneer girl. Mm. And like we, I don't know, did you guys read Laura Ingalls Wilder? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like loved all of those books and like wanted to live in that time period. I agree a hundred percent. Were you into the Anne of Green Gables books at all? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. The Anne of Green Gables to Laura Ingalls Wilder to American Girl, like Venn diagram has a lot of overlapping sections. I feel like, um, cause it's all like little girls around the same age that are like strong and like still relatable even though they're in a different time period but I feel like there's definitely like if you are into Laura Ingalls Wilder you're definitely into Anne of Green Gables and American Girl was like an easy transition for you oh hell yeah totally agree definitely oh I want to reread those books I do too right yeah they're so dreamy. Mm. All right, Kira, we are going to end this conversation with our final question that we ask every guest. What lasting impression did American Girl leave on you? Ooh, such a good question. I mean, I think for me, it really, it solidified a few things, like just how much how deeply ingrained American Girl was in our family. And just the fact that Kirsten specifically was Swedish and my mom's side was Swedish, but also just that my sister started out with Samantha and then I got Kirsten and then Josefina. And now my three-year-old niece um, got 
uh, or receive Biddy Baby. And so it's just passing that along and seeing it, you know, just like this amazing, like, even though my mom didn't have one, just how I feel like it spanned the generations. And so for me, that's just so special and something that I got to share with my mom, my sister, and now my niece. And so I'd say just that family connection has just, uh, you know, stayed with me even to this day, now getting to experience Biddy Baby with my niece and kind of having fun and seeing it through her eyes and how excited she is when she gets new things for Biddy. And even when she first got Biddy, it was just so much fun to relive. That is wonderful. I love that your niece is already getting started on AG. That is so special. It's something we've talked about, I feel like, a lot um, with past guests, too, but I think that truly, like, there is a certain age group that is now sort of becoming, coming of a certain age where we are able to pass on this tradition to daughters and nieces and nephews and, you know, whoever is interested in our next generation of our families. And it's amazing because, like, I don't think any of us realized at the time that it was going to be such, like, a important part of our lives and that this would become sort of almost like a, a legacy tradition. Oh, I love that, Laura. It's it's such a legacy. That's such a perfect word. Absolutely. That <laughs> well, was keep really us beautifully said. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> keep it. Keep us posted uh, on your niece's like updates with her bitty baby because her budding. Uh, I don't know, budding something into American <laughs> <laughs> flourishing. She's budding. <laughs> she's budding and she's flourishing. She's <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, words. Kira, Flynn's. <laughs> typically do a little game uh at this point of our podcast in the past we've done a celebrity game a memory test but today we're gonna do a little quiz with you and we are gonna find out which american girl are you so excited before we begin who do you think you are i would say kirsten but who knows maybe i'm a molly Oh, (laughs) that would be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Let's find out. (laughs) All right, Kira, if you were a superhero, what would your special power be? Mind control, time travel, uh, invisibility or flying? Ooh, I'd have to say time travel. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right based on what we've discussed. <laughs> yeah, right. On par. <laughs> right. All right. Choose the word that best describes you courageous, adventurous, sensitive, hopeful. Well, here's the problem. I know what I want to say, <laughs> but I feel like I'm going to go with sensitive. You are a sensitive soul. Oh, no. <laughs> See, I wanted you. to say courageous but I feel like I that's courageous. just, thanks Lynn. <laughs> I can be. I don't think you're like sensitive in the fact that you're like, you're overly sensitive, yeah. but like you're, you're like a caring, thoughtful, oh. empathetic human. See, Not this is like, why you go on the show. You get to be told wonderful things. Not <laughs> that like, Kira, you're too sensitive. Not in that way. <laughs> <laughs> you are perfectly sensitive, but <laughs> 
caring is more is more like it. All right. What musical instrument would you like to play? And your instrument isn't on here. There's no violin on Tambourine, piano, drums, or harp. Oh, I'm going to go harp. Mm-hmm. All right. What necklace would you choose? <laughs> a sparkly heirloom from your grandmother, a souvenir from a family trip, a paper bead necklace that you made yourself, or pearls? Heirloom. Great answer. All right. What is your dream job? Teacher, sailor, <laughs> head of a charity, or doctor? <laughs> Oh, all right. I'm going head of a charity. <laughs> sailor. I'm dead over sailor. Sure. <laughs> oh, <All right>. boy. <laughs> <laughs> choose, choose a drink. Mexican hot chocolate, a Ooh. chocolate malt with an extra straw for my BFF, apple cider, lemon lime soda. Wait, was the person Mexican hot chocolate? Did you a say? Mexican, yeah, Mexican yes. hot chocolate. That's going to have some spice to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you decorate your bedroom? Your walls are covered with celebrities' pictures. You added touches of nature, like flowers and animals. You add lots of handmade accents, or you like ruffles and soft pillows. Hmm. I don't know. I think the last one, ruffles and soft pillows. Yeah, it's also kind of like, I I would choose that one too for myself. My husband would literally murder me if I. <laughs> I think Aaron would too for me. <laughs> also, our dog would probably tear them apart. <laughs> it's like in your in your dream bedroom. All right, and then. What's one of your favorite pastimes? Writing, putting on a show, playing piano, biking. I guess biking. Perfect. Also, I want to put on a show now. Do y'all want to put on a show together? Yes. Oh my God. Put on a I mean, show. I used to do that all the time as a kid, like force <laughs> relatives to watch a little show that I would put on. They have those, they have those American Girl kits for plays like I had Felicity's I forget what it's called like it, it's a big dramatic I shall take no tea moment mm. maybe we could get one of those kits and put on a play <gasps> that would be so much fun so I can't cute. emphasize that enough that would be a dream I honestly feel like this podcast is just a manifestation of my childhood compulsion to put on shows because instead of like putting it on for my friends and family, I'm like making my friends and family listen to the podcast. Love this. Do you do you have like old videotapes of all of your shows? Um, yes. Specifically, there's yeah. one of me performing the entirety of Britney Spears's Oops, I Did It Again album. Um, front to back including like the songs that are not bangers on the album. oh my god yes Laura <laughs> I feel this for you so much Laura email my heart <laughs> literally literally by the time we got to like dear diary my family was like this needs to be over we gotta wrap it up <laughs> I love dear diary <laughs> that was it was one of my favorites it was a lot I wish I could find it 
What career path appeals to you the most? You want to be in charge and be your own boss. Someday you'll run your own company. I like finding out the truth. I could be a reporter or a newscaster. I care about animals and people too. I'd like to be a veterinarian, a nurse, or a doctor. <laughs> These are whole career paths. Like they're all laid out for you. This is your, your five-year plan. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm like... getting my palms are sweating. And the last one is I like to plan and tend gardens. I could be a landscape architect. Oh, also first off, that sounds fantastic. Like I want to do that career change now, even though I can't <laughs> keep any plants alive, but like landscape what was it, architect artist. That sounds yeah, awesome. A landscape architect. And then how do you like to travel on the subway? by train, by boat, or by ocean liner. Wait, what? It's by boat and then ocean liner as well? I was waiting for by plane. Honestly, <laughs> by an ocean liner. <laughs> Wait, sorry, Lynn. So it was subway, train, boat, ocean liner. I feel like Samantha Parkington snuck the last one in. She absolutely did. I mean, I'm going ocean liner because that sounds like, except for that could be a cruise, but I'm thinking of something classier. Dang it. All right. Just well then boat. What is that? Like a freight? Or like a rowboat? A rowboat? Yeah. Oh, I'm still going the last one because I'm thinking something super classy Mm. a la Samantha's time. Yeah. Like a Titanic moment. Yeah. Like not, not a cruise with all you can eat buffets. Here are the adjectives uh, that surround your personality. Fun, swift, sensitive, inspiring, curious, comforting, sweet, compassionate, charitable, nurturing, faithful, sparkly, visionary, delicate, generous, elegant, kind, lovely, and daring. Kira <laughs> Baker, you are like <gasps> Kit Kittredge. What? <laughs> Wait, I completely forgot about Kit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What an iconic result. Kit Kittredge. Holy shit. That's so interesting. Also, Linz, can you like screenshot that and like send me all those wonderful adjectives about myself? I definitely will. It says that here are your three most um, prominent attributes. One that you're sensitive You've got an emotional radar. You have a knack for knowing what other people are feeling. Curious, try as you might. You just can't resist uncovering secrets and discovering new things. (laughs) And sweet. What's sweeter than honey? You. You're charming, thoughtful, and all kinds of sugar-coated goodness. So dang. Yeah, I definitely need that printed out. So whenever (laughs) I'm like having a horrible day with work, I can just look at that and be like, you are charming. (laughs) You're curious. You're sweet. Elegant. I believe elegant was thrown around. What? I'll take it. I did remember Swift was in the mix. I love that. Swift. Best. (laughs) I love this. Uh, Well, Kira, it was so fun to chat with you today. Thank you so much for joining us on AGW. And please let everyone know where they could find you. 
ladies, this has been such a pleasure. I had so much fun chatting with you. And I, if you want to find me on Instagram, you can find me at Keeks Baker. Yay. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for coming on Kira and thanks everyone for listening. Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.